Welcome to Changes in Latitudes, a Transgender Experience. A 40-something genderqueer person shares their observations, life stories, and the adventures of their journey through transition and beyond. And now, here's your host, the creator of it all, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Hey, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another great episode of Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I am Charlie Sabrina Miller. Welcome to the program. And before we get to anything, let's listen to the band. I love them. That music gets me tapping. I hope it does too for you. I hope you enjoy it just as much as I do. And it just gets me in the mood for the show. It really does. This week our band is AACD. Andy, Adam, Krista, and Dave. That's the that's the group from FFOP Radio. They are our honorary band this episode. Thank you so very, very much for being on the program. And just like every week, doesn't that band get better every week? I know they do. So the main topic of this episode is conversations with FFOP. Yes, I have all four of them on the show. We have a grand conversation, and I'll talk more about that in just a moment. But since this is kind of an interview conversation episode, there's no countdown. And right now we're working on the 20 jokes so terrible they're actually funny. Not going to have that. But just a reminder... Send me your title suggestion for the segment. I don't want to call it the secondary topic anymore. So send it to me. Send me an idea that you have to call that secondary topic. Send it to Changes in Latitudes Podcast at gmail.com by May 31st, 2016. Yes, that's just like a week from when this episode is releasing. Send it to me sometime in June through the Facebook page. I'll either send out a little, hey, what do you think of this sort of post, you know, give you guys an opportunity to to kind of vote or give your thoughts on whatever uh, suggestions have been given. And sometime in June, by the end of June, we'll have a new name for the secondary topic. But we're not going to have a secondary topic this episode, and we're going to skip over listener feedback. Don't worry, those segments will be back when the regular program comes back next week as always welcome new listeners (laughs) just because we have a conversation episode there always seems to be a few new listeners so welcome aboard this crazy train ride that i call changes in latitudes a transgender experience and of course welcome back to all my lovely lovely wonderful returning listeners whether you're a weekly listener a binge listener because you just found the show a sporadic listener because that's just how your life is Whatever it is, thanks for coming back for more. Now, before we get into the main thing today, let's talk briefly about last episode. Episode 86, why is it so sexual? And that's uh, in relation to just transgender in general, trans people, the community, the 
the population, so many labels, so many terms out there, but just in general, the the awareness of transgender, why is everything so sexual? I gave my little thoughts and feelings on the thing. Uh, in a nutshell, basically, because we as trans people are changing our gender identity, our gender expression, our actual gender, if you, you know, if gender confirmation surgery is something for you, you know, I mean, not all trans people have that. Not all trans people want it for many different reasons. But because it deals with that, that's one of the reasons, if not the main reason, why it's so sexual. You can find that episode and all past episodes at Changes in Latitudes podcast at blogspot.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search out Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience, if you haven't done that already. We're also over on Facebook, because who's not on Facebook? I mean, I know there are a lot of people out there not on Facebook, but most people are. Even if it is just to stay in touch with family, they don't want to be in touch with friends. They just want to stay in touch with family across the nation or globe or what have you. We're there, facebook.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. You can email me at changes in latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at CIL podcast. And why don't you check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash changes in latitudes podcast. This week, this episode is brought to us by my patron, Caitlin G. Caitlin, thank you so very much for being who you are and doing what you do. Thank you. All right, enough of the housekeeping. Let's get into the main topic. And main topic, conversation with FFOP Radio. Now, FFOP stands for Fists Full of Podcast Radio. And that's because that's what Dave wanted to call it. That's really what it boils down to. He's a huge Clint Eastwood fan. One of his favorite movies is Fistful of Dollars. So he decided to name his podcast kind of after that. Fistful of Podcasts. Or more commonly, FFOP Radio. Now, we recorded this on April 9th in the afternoon. And let me tell you, it was a marathon day of recording. Because at first, I was a guest on their episode. We all got together and recorded for their episode. Episode 306 of Fistful of Podcasts, or FFOP Radio. And you can find it at fistfulofpodcasts.com, or on iTunes, or Stitcher, or just Google FFOP Radio. You'll find it. <laughs> You'll find it. The host is Dave. Dave kind of runs the show. He's the main man there. Followed by Andy, his co-host, his cohort, his partner in crime, you might say. His other friend, Adam. His wife, Krista. And then someone that I'm not too familiar with. Uh, a roommate of sorts. Friend of sorts. I'm not entirely sure. Someone who I only met this particular day that we recorded. And that would be Troon. Now, I've known uh, Dave, Andy, and Krista for a good three years now, and that's because we got brought together and connected through my old podcast because I was looking for guests to have on my show, and one of the best resources is other podcasts. 
you know, have other podcasts on my show so they can talk about their podcast. Their listeners will probably want to hear them on my show and hopefully we'll get some new listeners in exchange for that, both for their show and my show. So that's how the premise was of getting connected. Well, I had such a fantastic time, my first time guesting on their show, and they had a great time guesting on my old program, that we remained fast friends through mostly Twitter at the time. And then as, you know, as we, you know, continued to be friends and grew and actually had me, had me back on their show again, and again, had just such a lovely time. Well, at that point, we became Facebook friends and got a chance to learn a little bit more about each other and each other's lives. And it was, it, it's just been a fantastic friendship ever since. And so when I started this show, uh, they said, hey, you want to cross-promote? And I said, yes, I do, but let me let me get a, a good foundation of episodes done before I, I, I bring on a guest. That's not really trans-related. I mean, their, their show falls under kind of comedy, uh, morning radio. Okay, if you could imagine morning, a morning radio talk show, and now... You know, as you're driving in, you know, you're getting your weather updates and traffic updates and, you know, the banter between the two or three or four hosts or whatever it is. And then a song played or whatever, you know, you know, the format, if you could imagine that and now crank it up to 11. In, in fact, I'd say crank it up to 12 on occasion, because that's how these people are. If you want to hear my very first appearance on their show, it's a, it's their episode 169. I came back again at 189, and I recently was on episode 306. And since we recorded their episode first, you're getting kind of the... We've already... We're in the middle of that energy of a conversation, is the best way I can put it. So we immediately continued into what you're about to hear. Now, as I said just a moment ago, they're not... The quote-unquote normal, I don't like using that word, but they're not the normal get type of guest that I have on my program. Usually, my guests fall somewhere in the realm of LGBTQIA. Well, I guess they do fall in under the A. They're allies. They're supporters. They're allies. And, you know, but, but usually it's somewhere under the LGBT alphabet. So these are my first non-trans, non-LGBT guests. So that was kind of exciting to, to approach. Uh, as I mentioned, there are five of them, which uh, I was only expecting three because when I first sat down with them, you know, years ago, uh, it was just Dave, Andy, and Krista. So so to have two extra voices to, to chime in at times was actually really pretty cool. Uh, we did have a couple hiccups in recording, not that noticeable, but I, I like to let you guys know that it's out there, you know, so just in case. But I didn't really notice them, but they weren't all that noticeable. Uh, we talked about so many different things. Their reaction to my initial coming out in April of 2014, uh, general trans awareness, uh, e equality in general, uh, being an ally, you know, what's good about being an ally, how to be a good ally, I should say. Uh, transitioning and detransitioning, because, you know, some people do do that. That's they've They realize that full transition's not necessarily for them. And briefly, about male privilege. 
uh, you know, basically, I sat, I, I was there, and I educated my my cis friends. This is probably the easiest way I can surmise it. All right, enough of my ramble. Let's get into my conversation with the folks from FFOP Radio. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. These are my friends from FFOP Radio. Please introduce yourselves. Well, you know, I'm the host, the king, if you will, of the show. Uh, my name is Dave. And I've been doing the show since uh, late 2009. I am Andy. I, I believe I've been doing the show since early 2010. And if David's a king, then I am the guillotine. Uh, I'm Adam. I was here from or on FFOP from pretty close to the beginning. I think when we started, I was in Florida at the time, though. Yeah. Uh, well, that bash that passion of cultural knowledge. <laughs> I was so wise in Florida. <laughs> the heat gets to you. The heat really uh, it, gets to you there. It makes you so smart. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I'm Trung. I'm from Vietnam, and I'm just a guy sitting in. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guy sitting here telling this girl how I feel about it. Before I met Trung, okay. I always thought it was Vietnam. <laughs> uh, I'm Krista. I'm David's wife, and I've been on the show since I think 2012. I think. Yeah, I think so. Don't just give Doctor Girlfriend. I'm gonna have to research that. <laughs> long enough, long enough yeah. to make it yeah. permanent. A long while. Yeah. Long enough to make it permanent. Yeah, these these are my friends in the sense that I met them when I was doing my previous podcast, which I've mentioned in the show before, uh, Random Variety Show podcast, uh, RVSP, uh, episode eleven or twelve, somewhere in there. Talked all about it. So if you're curious, go check that out. Uh, they were a guest on that show. That's how we met. We met through Twitter and said, "Hey, I'll be a guest. Okay, I'll be a guest on your show." Da 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 da. There they are, and it was loads of fun uh became fast internet friends you know through facebook and you know hey what's going on this that and the other thing well time passed uh they were in the group that i came out to when i came out to on facebook and uh it was krista and dave specifically uh almost immediately yeah, right after posting the video were back at me with yeah sure that's cool be yourself it's great and so ever since then i knew they were very good people true friends and uh, I said early on when I got this show together, I said, you know, I, I got to get you guys on my show at some point uh, because this I'll face it right up front. The elephant in the in the living room, the styles don't necessarily mesh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, pe but the people behind it are good people. I mean, I'm talking about both our shows. Well, so that's see. why I said, let's do a crossover. And so that's really ultimately why they're here. Longtime friends, past pod podcast guests and friends. And so uh, folks at FFOP Radio, Dave, Krista, Andy, Adam, Trun. <laughs> thank you. Thank you all so much for uh, being on my show. It's, uh, as always, it is an honor. The clanking's my wife. I'm very sorry. Oh, that happens. It happens. It happens. We're, we're recording happened, in the middle Andy? of the afternoon. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, we're recording in the middle of the afternoon. We're all having a grand time. Uh, it's it's almost like a party. We just got through recording my guest appearance on their episode, so we're kind of tandem recording here. Uh, so we're, we're all kind of a little, I don't want to say a little punchy, but we've been through it before already. <laughs> so if we get a sense of, didn't I already say that? That's why, but we're I'm going to try to remember. We're going to try to forget the last couple hours. 
Yeah, it's going to be quite a bit of deja vu, I'd imagine. Yeah, I guess. And if there's any crossover listeners, hey, thanks for listening. I, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, and go check out FFOP Radio. I've talked about them before. Uh, in, in bringing them on my show, I realized there is no really a, a trans topic or trans quote-unquote issue to bring up in the sense of... Uh, what do we need to share in that sense? Because no one within your immediate realm, at least here on the show, is trans, right? No, Not that no, I'm aware of. Right, Trump? right. No. <laughs> Truant is trans, but that's okay. Yeah, I think Truant would be the most likely candidate. Yeah, he's definitely high up on the list. <laughs> but there's a good chance. Vietnamese ladyboy. But there's a good chance you probably, outside of myself, you probably know another trans person or know of a trans person. Uh, you definitely probably know someone that's gay or lesbian. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right, because the population and awareness is there. And that's where I said, you know, let's let's approach the show that way. Uh, I came out. I was probably one of the first, if not the first person that came out that you know of as trans. Right, uh, Dave? For sure. Like, I I can't think of another person unless, you know, they were, quote unquote, passing and I had no idea. So you were sort of my first uh, foray into this medium. Right, yeah, and I remember some of our conversation back then now. It's coming back in flashes. Yeah. Uh, just questions that you had about, uh, you know, because what happens is <laughs> when, when a trans person comes out, uh, as I've said many times before, it's like dropping a pebble in a pond, and mm-hmm. it creates ripples on its way out, and the people who get splashed first are the, affected the most, and they go through their own sort of transition. Well, you, you folks were in those ripples in the Facebook group, or Facebook crowd, Facebook friends, and so naturally you had your own questions, and, and then you start questioning yourself because that's part of the process, and it was, it was, a, great, it was a great moment in my timeline where you and I and Krista as well, can't leave her out, uh, uh, became closer, closer as friends. It was a wonderful, for me, wonderful time to reflect on that friendship. Yeah, it was, it was interesting simply from just like a reactionary standpoint. When I saw that come across my feed, I was like, oh, what's, what's going on here? The thought maybe you were starting like a video section of your show or something. I'm like, oh, well, this is interesting. Then, you know, the, the bomb is dropped and everything is sort of laid out. And I was just like, oh, okay, that's cool. So now I can adjust to, to this change appropriately. And I'm glad I had that, uh, that experience so i wouldn't go on being like oh you know charlie's just a normal dude just like me (laughs) well he is well yeah but i mean like identifying with the gender that you were born with right right exactly it's it's now it's now a bit different uh right at at the time we're talking about was my coming out to uh, facebook which was uh april 2014 and from that point, a lot has changed as well, which my longtime listeners will know. Uh, I, in September 2015, came out as gender queer, gender fluid. And so, so now it's, it's kind of an in-between stage, which, which a lot of people like yourself, you know, my, being, being the first transgender person that's come out to you, kind of kind of take a step back and say, okay, I can, I can accept that because it's sometimes male, sometimes female. Okay, that's okay, which is a better step than where we were, say, 20 years ago when I started questioning my own identity. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, 20, 20 years that, ago it was. Yeah, 20 years ago you would be afraid to walk out your front door. 
uh, I spent many an hour indoors. My listeners know this story. Uh, I've spent many an hour indoors, not going out, not crossing the threshold, making sure there was enough food so I did not have to leave the apartment for weekends on end. But did you do a fun fashion show? <laughs> for myself, I did, of course. <laughs> fashion montage. <laughs> uh, but, the, hey. but, the, <laughs> but the question I want to ask uh, you guys is, what was your reaction when you first saw that coming out video? I, you know, when I saw it, I wasn't, I, you know, take, I, I don't mean this to be, you know, like malicious or anything, but I wasn't super surprised. <laughs> and I'm not saying like, oh, of course this guy, but I was like, oh, okay, that's, I just sort of accepted it and moved on. Like I wasn't like, oh God, like it didn't. The pull scandal. The sh- but, but yeah. No, that, that's, that's pretty much the same reaction I had is, is David was like, hey, check this out. Charlie wants to be Sabrina now. I said, eh, good for her. Yeah, like it wasn't like right, someone right. kicked the chair out from under me. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Right, and that's and that's on? that's a fantastic response, and we need more of that out there is really what I want to say because there's not enough. So many people take that, as I call it, as they're going through their own transition, take it as such a personal attack on their own identity, their own persona, yeah. that they get they forget the fact that it's somebody else's thing. People mm-hmm. like that, I can't stand people who want to be everybody's parent and, and that's how a lot of these people go they say oh that's not my lifestyle so how dare you do that to me like yeah, they i don't understand how other of... people have so much like invested in yeah this other person that people that they may not have ever even met how dare you be right. you yeah right right exactly exactly well and, uh, and I, I, maybe, maybe it's a we only have a 10-year gap but even a 10-year gap is is Leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. My, my, oh, my teachers oh, and, and educators, certainly not my amazing. parents. My teachers and educators certainly brought me up to be like, to be accepting. Whoever and that wants, is fantastic. If you, be you, that's right. Right. That's exactly. That is the biggest difference because because uh, I'm born in '72. I I know that Dave is '82 because we have we have that shared commonality there. We have the a- same birthday. Was it 83? Damn, yeah, I'm wrong. <laughs> Just oh, get off of this show. He's so old. I'm only 31 and he's 33. Oh, no. No, I'm, I'll be 44 this year. Um, and But believe me, that 10 years, that 11 years is a huge, huge, huge difference in thinking and, and mentality. And it, my, my wife, is she and I share 10-year difference as well. She, she and her uh, circle of friends, they're constant acceptance and constant constant uh, uh, openness has really been part of the the savior for me in my in my journey because they're the ones that were like yeah all right that's cool good for you be yourself next now, charlie i have to ask him yeah make sex more fun Really? You're going to bring it up on my show? You could have said something in, on your show, but you got to leave bring it up I on my like show. I feel like that would have been more appropriate on our show. <laughs> Here, Andy is the master of inappropriate questions. <laughs> um, that's actually not a topic I discuss on my show. Oh, fine. Good. Uh, uh, so, yes. <laughs> yeah, fun, fun. Uh, it's The only thing I can say is when you start identifying with the person you've been hiding from, there is a lot more walls that fall down. 
I'd imagine every aspect would have to be that much more freeing to experience as your true self. Every aspect Whether, of life. Every aspect yeah, of life. Going like to going, the store. Yeah, going, that's what I was going, going to the, the grocery store, store. Going to the grocery store to pick up groceries for you know for dinner that night or the, the whatever's happening, and then coming home. That was probably the most self-aware moment that I had when I first uh, came out and started transitioning when I said, you know, nobody else really gives a shit about what's going on with what yeah, I'm doing. When it comes right down to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so as an analogy, it would seem like wearing a lead jacket for 20 years and then just shrugging it off. You know, for some, Absolutely. Absolutely. That's definitely the, the, the coming out process. Absolutely. It's a very freeing, lifting thing. For, uh, for some, it might be putting on another lead jacket, but... Uh, absolutely. There's, there's a saying that kind of goes around in the culture, society, that you don't want to get yourself out of one box and into another. Hmm. You know, you don't want to need to... You're, you're breaking out of one mold. You don't want to put yourself into another. Yeah, especially because that other... <sighs> that other situation like you're not since you've spent so long denying it it would be weird to step right into right I, it's like jumping in a cold pool it's right. gonna be really weird at first but you know eventually you'll be like oh okay I get right it. Like that's a exactly a king with his heated pools <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why they call it a transition because it's uh, the, the splash the 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 rock in the in the lake with the splashing rings is the best way i can put it because eventually it calms down Yep. Mm -hmm. And it becomes normal and fluid and flaccid and s smooth again, depending on the weather. And then the pool cleaner goes by. And then the pool cleaner goes by and stirs everything <laughs> up again. But, uh, but it's, it's that sort of analogy that, that really reflects how the transition process is. It stirs everything up really fucking bad in the very beginning. But eventually things settle and get to, quote unquote, normal. Although it's now a new normal for some. Right. It's, still normal. it's a thing that will then become normal. Right, yeah. exactly, exactly. And that's why it's very important for people like myself that do this show and for me to be on your show and for all the other transgender podcasts that have, well, are still going and have gone because there's been a number that have started like 10 years ago and then they faded away probably because the resources and listenership wasn't quite there. Now, well, same could be said for a lot of podcasts, I suppose. Uh, yeah, well, my Stop previous podcast. <laughs> my previous podcast, I got in my own way. I, I made it too hard for me to do at that time in my life. Well, I miss that show. I had so much fun on that show. But it is I feel such like you didn't make it too hard for yourself. You you had a child, which is which is well, it's not it's just a miracle. Yes, yes, it is. It's not just having a child. That was part of it, but it's not a huge part of it. Part of it was the post-production time. The post-production time took a while, and then finding guests took a while, and I just didn't have that time to commit in the process of it. I'm going to come back to it someday. Someday I want to come back to that show. When, it's, I yeah. don't know. It's a mind-numbing amount of work for essentially nothing. Like, you're not... Like if, if you go to your job and do a ton of work, you're like, at least I'm making a paycheck. But with right. this, you're just sort of, you know, you're doing it, it out of love. Yeah. You're, you're doing it because you want to and not because anyone's going to come by and be like, hey, that's great. Here's some compensation. Right. You're doing it for you. Right. And, and exactly. Really, that's the reason everybody shows up every week, right? 
I would assume so. Is that why so. I keep coming back? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's one of the reasons I keep doing my show weekly. I'm I'm out there every week sharing something, observating or observating. Listen to me, some <laughs> observation or or observing of life. Yeah, I make up new words all the time. Uh, I so much so. <laughs> so I I, so, I have dyslexia, and it gets you know basically my tongue gets in front of my eye teeth. I can't see what I'm saying, and so I actually put an episode together about that. I I called it. I'm not as thick as you drunk I am. <laughs> Uh, saying this is why oh, I, I say certain things, but, but you can rest safe at night knowing I just read something like that uh, that brought me great pleasure because I'm one of these people who can't talk. Great pleasure. It's great pleasure. <laughs> the study essentially showed that smarter people like either write shitty or talk shittily because their brain's moving too fast that their hand and their mouth can't keep up. Oh, I have mm-hmm. that problem all the time. I have to type stuff out. To make sure I get the idea down fast enough. I can't write it out on paper yeah. longhand fast enough. It's 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 a burden, I tell you yeah, that. Yeah, it can be. It can be. <laughs> uh, it, it, is a, is it, a problem? it is a problem when you come up with an idea and then you go, I'll remember that later. Yeah, <laughs> I used to do that and then I realized, you know, I'm not going to remember that later. I better write it down. Yeah, and then I kept losing point, the piece yeah. of paper. <laughs> I started uh, carrying a notebook in my cell phone. Cell sort of phones, stuff. right? I, yeah, and when cell phones came around with that technology, I was just—I'm happy. I, I love the fact that I can go between my laptop on Google Drive and my phone on Google Drive. Yeah. Imagine twelve years ago when these really didn't exist. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm still... I, I felt old the other day because there are kids that were not born in the 1900s. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah my, mine's one of them. That is a weird thing to think about. <laughs> think about it, and now you're in a different century than most children. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I've pondered that. Yeah, welcome aboard. <laughs> but, but it seems like a better century, quite honestly. Well, we started off right. Well, but there's no feathered hair. <laughs> oh, it, there will be. There yeah, will be. The... Oh, God, please God, don't do that. God children. willing. I'd like to put out a just don't do it. The feathered hair. Andy, what's going on over there? Like you're losing your mind. Seriously. It's happening. Well, it happens. It happens to the best of us. It happens to the best of us. Uh, No, but back to uh, my coming out video. You you and Krista, because like I said, we were friends on Facebook. You saw it, but your reaction was just so natural, so normal. You're like, okay, that's cool. How do we adjust to it? Okay, that's great. Move on. And Andy's been the same way since uh, we started talking on uh, the show. And what I want to know now is now that you were aware that one of your friends... It was trans. When you heard news articles, how, how more aware of 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 being of transgender people in the world were you? I. That's the thing. Like, I'm almost a hundred percent more aware of that sort of thing now because it 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 wasn't in my ecosystem. Like that was something I hadn't come across mm-hmm. in life, and and I feel like now. I you definitely okay so like back in the old days before they had names of colors if you read the odyssey they didn't have a word for blue they'd say the sky is the color of bronze they'd say the the sea is the color of wine what like if you read it there is no color blue spoken until much later which is pretty weird 
And and so I feel it, like that would have been one of the first colors. It, well, it wasn't. And so the moral of the story is like, I feel like now someone was like, oh, that that's blue. And I'm like, holy fuck. Now I see it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And when I was I grew up in Connecticut and from what I can remember growing up, there was no talk of anybody being homosexual, nothing. And then I moved to Arizona and it kind of opened up for me. And then your video was really moving to me just seeing how well how courageous you were to actually you know come out and do this whole thing and you know make this huge life-changing um event known to everybody and it kind of makes me think like well everybody has some something that is life-changing to them and it's i don't know it was it was really moving to me and makes things easier personally for me to be able to say the life-changing things that are happening to me knowing that you did it and you know how well, far you're, you've you're still here so yeah Thank is you. arizona less Thank conservative you. than connecticut apparently yes <laughs> yes <laughs> like, short whenever answer whenever i hear stories about arizona i'm like Ooh. <laughs> we're not all bad Spooky. it could have just been my family it you can know, be it can be there's there's it was never going... spoken of Right. No, I know that uh, in my youth, there was you never really spoke of homosexuality mm-hmm. either. Uh, I didn't really know of any anybody or the thing homosexual until the big AIDS scare of the early 80s, late 70s, mm-hmm. early 80s. That's when I realized and learned that, oh, there are homosexual people out there. Yeah, that sort of forced it to the spotlight. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Brought it right to the surface. And and strangely enough, we're in that kind of movement right now with the, with the transgender community. I uh, have been for a year and change now, ever since uh, Laverne Cox uh, uh, made her presence known, we'll say, and then uh, especially w- and with uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's it's coming to the surface. We're reaching that point again. And so what happened in the eight, early 80s, you know, aside from the sadness of the AIDS epidemic, as Ugh. it was referred to then, now it's most livable. Right. Um, and see how far we've come since that time, uh, medically, which is amazing. And so, uh, going forward in time, I think, I think there's going to be a lot more normalcy for the transgender community because of these steps that have occurred in the last, well, 10 years, we'll say, because 20 years, well, shit, just 10 years ago myself, I yeah. had, I had a t- hard time finding answers to the questions I had. Mm-hmm. The, the, there, there wouldn't be any answers. There wasn't. But Ten years ago, the internet was still bleh. Yeah, Ge- was... Geocities. Yeah, you you, yeah, you yeah. spend. Welcome all... to my Geocities. Adam and I had a Geocities website about what kind of monster, uh, monster rancher monsters you can get from what CDs. Did we? <laughs> I don't remember that. Wow, that was what a, what a great uh, addition to the cultural lexicon you guys were providing wow oh, that's pretty amazing <laughs> but the internet was absolute crap and if you put up something that was off the norm you well, were gone well here's the thing like what i when your video came out and i i you know having a decade plus of internet uh experience under my belt i know innately that it's a river of sh- like 90 percent shit to the 10 percent positive so when i responded to that video i was like oh fuck you know this has the potential to be a powder keg because the internet 
yeah. harbors a lot of anger. So I wanted to jump in there and be like, great, good. Like I wanted to be part of the 10% to sort of stem the tide of mm-hmm. shit that, that there is the potential for on the internet. And I would like to put forth the, the Gabriel uh, theory of internet is uh, anonymity plus audience equals yeah and okay that, the, 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 the second that somebody somebody can insult you anonymously oh right they become the worst person they possibly can of course uh anonymity is that uh has that power to hide behind and yeah, the, the, the internet is just awful and it's, it's like a bulletproof shield and that's why i wanted to jump out in front of it and be like hey this is a good thing and i wanted to show that some recognition because uh, <sighs> There's there's so much like the Internet is essentially like subverting free speech by browbeating. And I wanted to be on the side of good before bad stepped in to be like, oh, well, what the fuck? Right. No, I remember that. I remember that. And it was it was a wonderful uh, feeling at the time for me. I mean, it got repetitive, I'll say, because of all the, you know, congratulatory expressions that were given. And you know, I, how I many times so can you graduated. say thank you? Yes, you were. <laughs> I mean, there's only there really is only so many times that you can say thank you and sincerely mean it to the same thing from just a different person. Right. Uh, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, is, a child is born. Congratulations. By by the 20th person, you're, you're, you're OK. Thank you so much. <laughs> you know, I mean, and so there reached there did reach that point at one point in time. But I never forgot, you know, uh, how much response it was in general to that particular video it was overwhelming it really was the slew of positive was like a wave at the beach crashing down on you uh not strong enough to knock you over but just enough to make you feel good yeah and and i you know i'm glad that things shook out like that because in It would destroy me to think that some like a risk was rewarded with nothing but punishment. And so and it so easily could have gone the other way. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It it easily could have it. uh, And that was a terrifying thing at the moment in time that I pushed pushed send on that video. Well, and and like we talked about on our show, if if I'd have done this the second I released that video, the the first negative comment I got, I'd be like, "Oh God, why?" Just kidding. Uh, that, well, that, there's a lot of people that do that. I've I've known a couple. I don't want to say personally, but through the uh, well, kind of personally, I, I've met them through the local LGBT center here and have remained friends with them through the internet as they've moved uh, away from San Diego. And some of them did that. So, uh, there's many people that take those first steps and then step back and change. And then when, five, ten years later or less, come back out again and say, no, no, this is what I need to do because they've unleashed it. Kind of got scared of it for a moment mm-hmm. and then said, no, this is what I need to do. Uh, I actually had kind of one of those things when I came out as gender queer, gender fluid, because it, it had, I had myself questioning myself once again. And now that it's been almost almost a year, uh, it's it's been wonderful because there's days that I'm masculine, days that I'm feminine, days that I do certain things that are just awesome. And and I can the the getting shocked back into the closet, I'm sure, is a huge stumbling block for a lot of people. And and it it takes one courage to come out and be like, here, check it out. Here I am. 
and then to stay out in spite of everything that could be going south is is again another huge step it it is it it truly is uh like i said there are people that transgress you know go back uh you know um step back from transition and go back to their previous selves or previous lives or whatever uh and then there are some that even as they go forward, they fill themselves with all these negative things that could possibly happen. They don't necessarily are going to happen. Uh, for example, there's one person I know of that is very worried about the bathroom bill in uh, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I get bathroom it. Bill? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's very dumb. Uh, basically... <sighs> Charlie can do it better than I can. No, no, no. Go ahead. You, you, you're on it. You're on it. You got it. Take it. Take it, Andy. It's so Take dumb. It. I don't know if I trust Andy. How dumb is it? Basically, you have to be the gender that is displayed on the bathroom to go in there. Genetically. Right? Genetically. Yes. yes. Genetically. Yes. You have to, so, you have uh, to use the bathroom you of your birth. Basically treated like a sex offender. So right. what, does that mean that each bathroom is going to have like a, like a diabetes test where it takes like a blood sample? They can't enforce it. It's just really dumb. It's like one of those archaic laws that somehow got passed in the 30s that no one thought to, like, undo, except it's hey, happening now. Right. In North Carolina, yeah. you just wasted a bunch of tax dollars that is going to be turned over by the Supreme Court. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It is very ridiculous. But she's worrying about it. And then I said to her, I said, are you planning to go to North Carolina anytime soon? And she said, no. And I said, then don't worry about it. <laughs> worry about it when you're planning on going there. Because she said, because one of her comments was, well, I'm going to tour America. And I said, good for you. Worry about it then. Yeah. So yeah. there are or, people or that get worked I, up like that. And then there are people that uh, they've hidden so long that they can't take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. They just cannot. Uh, if anybody's ever known anyone or decided to maybe try stand-up comedy, the ones that keep returning oh, to it are the ones <laughs> that need to do it. Right. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a person that, that feels like they're the other gender, except that they can't really do And they keep on coming back. They're like, I'm no, yes, no, yes. Yeah. Okay. And conversely, there are some people that realize that, transition is just not for them they're not going to make any steps to transition so they're not going to outwardly change their look we'll say maybe a haircut maybe a hairstyle uh but very limited very slight if at all Mm -hmm. but declare themselves transgender non-transitioning transgender people because for whatever choices they've made previous in their life they're living with the circumstances now, whatever that may be. So many different things, whether it be job, family, career, uh, public ridicule, uh, expense of transition, health risks of transition, you know, whatever it may be. Some people choose to live that way. So, so somebody you know may be transgender and would never know because they're not transitioning outwardly. Right. You know, inwardly, they might be doing whatever they're doing. But that's up to them. And then you have the ones that, I don't want to say stand out like sore thumbs, but the ones that <laughs> unfortunately. I've known a few. Ricky. Uh, 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 oh, yes. You're, you were mentioning in your, in your show, uh, your friend Ricky. Right. Adam nodded his head when I said Ricky. Oh, yeah. Ricky was the most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> right. And, and he there, still it, is, as, there, as far as I know. Uh, uh, we lost contact. Well, uh, yeah, I guarantee. I mean, your friend absolutely is transgender. If if uh, he identified as she and presented that way, there's there's the baseline definition of transgender. 
Uh, I mean, as far as the umbrella term goes, you know, if you bend or blend the uh, uh, crap, I lost the word. Uh, <laughs> so the trend, the but no, the the binary, the binary genders. If you right. bend or blend the binary genders, you're transgender. Yeah, and I, it, it's a huge scale, you know, because like it, because back in the old days when it was like you're straight and that's that then like homosexuality started gaining steam and popularity in the the cultural uh exchange you know like uh, and so that opened up the scale a little bit more and now with this there's so many different shades the scale is so big and and it's it is sort of awe-inspiring to see everything that there is out there. Cause like back in the fifties, you were like, Oh, you know, you get your best gal and that's pretty much it. <laughs> right. Society's but, standards, society's, uh, normalcy, uh, you know, picture, this is what your ideal is going to be. And that was being shaped by movies and television and radio sure. and all that. Now, you know, anybody that went against the grain was shunned and pushed into the proverbial closet. And only is only since really the radical sixties when everybody was like, no, man, we're going to do our own thing, man. What's up? Peace. Yeah, We're doing our own thing. Love. Love. It's kind of crazy. It's like being colorblind your entire life and then someone flicks a switch in your head. Oh, and so you like, can tell what the, what the stoplights mean. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, my God, there's like this whole spectrum out there and everybody is in this giant, you know, there's so many subcultures and, and, and sub sort of. Right, right. Well, species, it's, it's environment it's, it's and culture. It's it, it at, at certain points, it's it's environment and culture because w- w- transgender people have been throughout history. If you stop and take a look or do a Google search, you'll see that they're they're on hieroglyphics in Egypt. They're mm-hmm. they're mentioned in Indian uh, Native American Indian. Uh, 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 scribes and things, pictures on walls and other other forms of communication documents. Uh, the Japanese it's, it's every, did this quite ja- often. Thank you. Yes, the Japanese as well. It's it's throughout history, throughout cultures, and then for all of us, for whatever reason it was, it became not cool. Squished, and it got squished. right. It got squished and pushed into the proverbial closet. Yeah, and only now are we actually try- breaking breaking through and and breaking out of this closet. I mean, and it really started with the with the. Uh, Awareness of AIDS during the 80s when people were like, no, I'm I'm proud and I'm gay and this is going to be me and, you know, be safe. And, you know, that whole thing that happened from, you know, basically the entire first five years of the 80s. Yeah, it, it, the, the, like big changes in our society are often precipitated by a perceived tragedy. So like when. When AIDS like was first recognized, they're like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a disease for gay people. And, and no one really gave a shit until it hopped the, the fence into heterosexuals, which like, is oh, tragic. Everybody can get this. Yeah, which yeah. is tragic because like they should have been like, hey, there's a whole subset of the population affected by this thing. And they're like, well, at least they're not us. I can't remember yeah. the original name for AIDS, but it was very offensive to gay people. <laughs> yeah, it was like the gay plague or something. Well, the, but yeah, the, well, that's what they called it unofficially. But officially, there was another uh, acronym. I, I don't remember that. I, I mean, was yeah, I was far familiar. too young, far too young to really be aware of it. But uh, so so that was that was you know thirty years ago, and here we are now, thirty years later. 
the steps that are going to be made 30 years from now are are leaps and bounds from the past. I hope so. Well, I mean, like you've already said, society or culture or whatever has slipped back into the or away from how open it used to be. And there's no telling which direction it may or may not but go it's, later. It's, it's going yeah. to keep on getting more open, I think. I'm just saying we can't tell. Well, you it's crush true we people. can't tell, but with the bluntness of the internet it's going to be hard to erase that sure. uh, or contain like, uh, kind of like david and me were saying on the last show is the internet kind of gives everybody it it kind of shows everybody the way to their people so yeah unless they censor the internet or shut it off then people are always going to have that group that they can go to exactly yeah right. there's a switch that was flicked once the internet and because like that's the thing in fashion trends and everything it sort of moves in waves and it's interesting that that homosexuality and the like uh were so accepted and then it just sort of got bottlenecked and shut off and now it's sort of uh flaring out again and i think the what kept it from continuing this cycle of flaring and bottlenecks is the internet because there's no going back now Exactly, exactly. Okay, so being that I was essentially the first transgender person that you knew that that came out, I figured this would be a good opportunity to say, you know, do you have uh, any questions? I mean, it's been a while since I came out, so you've kind of already asked them, but are there questions that since I've come out that you've been made aware of, like the whole bathroom thing we talked about a moment ago? Some people are aware of it, some people aren't. Uh, And... uh, are there other questions that have since come to your mind? One one question I had that has since sort of been answered, kind of when when you first came out, I thought, okay, what is the end game? Are we looking at full like surgical transition? And and that sort of has come to, you know, its its logical conclusion with uh, being you know gender fluid. Right, right, exactly, exactly. But before that, before all that happened, were what were the steps of your transition were were there any um it and see that's the thing i sort of kind of tiptoe around it like were there any did you take steps chemically to change like were you taking any um like like hormone hormone therapy was there any medical transition was there any steps medically to transition uh no there were not it was on my goal it was on my goal to take those steps but i I came out of gender fluid before those started. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of it was uh, health. Uh, had to stop smoking. Had to uh, reach smoke. a certain uh, certain weight. You know, a little like I think the doctor wanted me to drop like five to ten pounds or something like that. It was a ridiculous amount, but uh-huh. I'm like, all right, all right, ten pounds, fine. You know, whatever. I won't drink beer for a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, I'll drink more water, less beer. And and so those those steps were being taken. Uh, so I never I never got around to reaching medical transition of any sort. Uh, it was on the horizon. It was a goal until I came out as gender fluid, gender queer. Yeah, I, I was interested in that because I didn't. Uh, you know, I still have very little idea of what it all goes into, but I know there's hormone replacement and then ultimately um, surgery. And I was wondering where you were on that timeline mm-hmm. and, and what the what the end game was. And now that we're here, I can obviously see we'll see you know, what the end game was. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, well, there's actually two different end games. A lot of people choose not to have any sort of surgeries 
of any sort, whether it be facial feminization surgeries, breast augmentation, or, or genital reconstruction surgeries, they choose not to because of medical conditions, medical risks, medical mm-hmm. costs, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, they choose not to. So there are a lot of trans men and women that have had no surgeries. Uh, and, yeah, and so, you know, they're living their lives as they are with no surgeries. So that's one of the reasons why in, in, in part of the education of uh, part of the job of being a transgender person is educating people. That's one of the reasons I do the show. And part of that process is realizing that's not necessarily an open spaced question to ask Mm -hmm. because everybody's different. So many people have so many different things. Some people it's at the top of their list. It's a priority on their list because to make themselves feel natural, normal, regular, uh, normal, or I said that, uh, uh, accepting whatever it may be. Surgeries are their first goal for others. Maybe it's growing hair. Growing yeah. the hair long because t- long hair takes a couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't even think about the medical aspect of it because obviously this is probably not something that's going to be covered by your insurance. So I, I always just sort of assumed that like financial uh, difficulties would have been the number one pre- preventer of that. But depending that, that on, is interesting. Depending on the, yeah, depending on medical insurance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that's changing. Oh, and yeah, that's that's one of the things too, but also I like with medical difficulties, like if you have some condition that can also, I didn't even realize that that was another side of that, that issue. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, medical transition is changing constantly. There are new steps being taken in the medical uh, arena to make Mm -hmm. it more accessible, to make it more reasonably cost because Right now, it's it's uh, the only alternative is street drugs, where Oof. somebody somebody tr- gets it illegally by so many different means that are out there in the world, mm-hmm. and with that, you know the risk. You never know where it's coming from. You never know if it's laced with anything, cut with anything. You you don't know its history. You don't know how safe it is. But because some people need to take the steps medically to, uh, and I, I'm mostly speaking of HRT. Uh, hormone replacement therapy mm-hmm. yeah. to th- they are so desperate for that um the feeling that it gives the feeling that makes you know makes part of the transition process that it's to them it's worthy of finding uh, you know illegal means to it so they know that they mean in the medical world know that that's not a good answer so they're trying to make it more accessible for everyone it's just slow steps I feel like if you're getting something and the first part of the of the sentence is street, <laughs> you should just back off back for a away. second and yeah. think about it. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's that's a good philosophy. Unfortunately, a lot of people can't. Yeah, um, well. well I love because street vendor food. <laughs> well, some, no, pe- some people lose their jobs. Some people lose their homes. Some people don't yeah. have the support uh, network. Some people just cannot uh function yet in society so they have to do whatever they can to get their means Uh, i i know that working in the nevada school district a nevada school district uh they do have uh insurance for gender transition that's great that is great to hear i am so happy to hear that a lot of businesses a lot of corporations a lot of big businesses have that now that it's seen as a step of equality 
and they, they see that these are necessities to have. Unfortunately, not all procedures are covered. For example, facial feminization surgery. Structurally, the male face, this is assuming the male has gone through, uh, the naturally born male has gone through second puberty in their teens, develop certain characteristics, a, a bigger brow, a Adam's apple, a prominent chin. A great beard. Uh, a beard. Well, hair removal is a whole other topic. Um, <laughs> uh, and so, conversely, just to uh, feminine features, more rounded, more soft, quote-unquote, features, some male-to-female trans women feel it's a necessity to have facial feminization surgery to correct these naturally occurring things. You know, well, in the sense that, yeah. of, of how a body grows and changes sure. to I mean, accept themselves. Because so much of the face is defined by, like, underlying bone structure. Absolutely. Exactly. Which is and a much harder thing to change. Exactly. Exactly. Hormones don't change that. Surgery right. is the only way. And so, for some, it's a necessity. Absolute necessity because they're tired of being picked on. They're tired of being beaten up. They're tired of no. not passing, as a term is called. Well, those surgeries are not covered by insurance. So hormones and gender reconstructive surgeries are covered, but breast augmentation, facial feminization, those aren't covered yet. That's what we need to get covered. They still are in that cosmetic and plastic surgery basket. Exactly. Exactly. They're not a necessity. No matter how many surgeons, how many psychiatrists, how many doctors say for an individual... This is certain loopholes occur at certain locations, depending on the insurance coverage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But it's, it depends on where you're located. Like I've said uh, before, I feel blessed living in San Diego because of its openness to, of accepting, well, any diversity, but uh, LGBT specific. Whereas some culture or some cities, you, you, you better not be transgender. Yeah, and San if you... Diego. If you don't have, like, a dog in that hunt, like, if you're like, yeah, we'll get them, uh, you know, genital reassignment and hormone therapy or whatever. But if you're not coming from a place where you recognize that need, you're just like, well, what do they need it for? They got the downstairs taken care of. Like, right, exactly. They see it as they got the necessities taken care of. What else do you need? And unfortunately, when using the word identity, you're talking about how you're perceiving yourself and how others perceive you. Exactly. And specifically, facial feminization surgeries are very high on the list for a lot of people because of that. For some, it's kind of an equal balance between that and breast augmentation. For some, I mean, it's an all, it's a, it's a personal uh, desire. You know, it's everybody's different. Uh, but for a lot, it's that outwardly presentation that needs to happen to make them pass, quote-unquote pass. And uh, that is what's not covered by general insurance. I mean, it's changing, but it's not there yet. So, Andy, why don't you send us into commercial? After these messages, <laughs> we'll be right back. When you need a professional who specializes in writing, photography, or web design, contact Tom Slayton. At Tom's website, TomSlayton.com, you'll find brilliant WordPress themes, discounts and links for fantastic online services, and sage wisdom from the master himself, Tom Slayton. TomSlayton.com even features a wonderful eclectic collection of photographs seldom seen elsewhere. 
visit TomSlayton.com. That's T-O-M-S-L-A-T-I-N.com. Tom Slayton, TomSlayton.com. Folks, take a moment. Check out TomSlayton.com. If for no other reason, just to help support the person that's supporting the show. If for no other reason, go. Go now. Check it out. I'm going to look this week at TomSlayton.com forward slash farm box truck. It's a photo. It's one of those photos that, you know, he goes and finds. I don't, I don't know where he finds these things. I, I, I want to see, you know, more of a caption on these photos, to be quite honest. I'll, I'll say that here live on the air. Because, yes, a picture's worth a thousand words, but ten words make those thousand words into ten thousands of words when you know the story about how this picture came to be. And now, this is, you know, like it says, a farm box truck. It's a box truck that you know, carries uh, so many different things. I mean, imagine not necessarily a U-Haul type of truck or a rental, you know, moving truck, but something along those lines. It's the easiest way I can convey this image to you. But this is... You know, I don't even know what the original color of the truck was because it's all rusted out. It's It could have been a greenish blue, but the, the cab part of the truck... Uh, is now, you know, green and rusted and, and just it's hard to tell what the original color was. And the box part, the storage part, is white. It almost looks like an insulated box, to be quite honest. But it's dead in the water, you might say. Not necessarily the water, but dead in the field. It is where where it's sitting has been sitting for so long that trees have grown through and up the bumper between the, the grill and the bumper. I mean, the leaves and and foliage all around this vehicle. So it's just an amazing find. I mean, for me, if I saw it on the side of the road, I would definitely stop and take a picture, of course, but I, I'd be one to kind of explore it, to be quite honest. I'm just curious that way. So folks, check out TomSlayton.com, show him some love, and tell him Charlie sent you. And now back to my conversation with FFOP Radio. Uh, but for a lot, it's that outwardly presentation that needs to happen to make them pass, quote unquote, pass. And uh, that is what's not covered by general insurance. I mean, it's changing, but it's not there yet. And, and and at least steps are being made. At least, you know, it's there, being it, recognized. Absolutely, and, because just ten years ago, when I made a when I made a brief attempt, actually, as longtime listeners will know, I made a brief attempt to transition ten years ago, and because of not being able to find a job, not having that that security there, not having the acceptance there, not having the resources, because even though there was an LGBT center here in San Diego, the T wasn't as strong as it is now. It was a little tea. It was a little tiny tea, yes. It was growing. <laughs> it was growing uh, slowly. And strangely, oddly enough, at the time, the focus of attention was on trans men. There was more resources huh. for trans men 10 years ago than there were so, for so trans women. women. Tra- Naturally women born female. Men. Yes, a, a, a person that was born female that identifies as male is a, tra- is a trans man. They're, they're transitioning from female to male. That okay. is kind of it. Because even... That's weird because 
in like, you know, heterosexual society, the men has always had the upper hand. So it's interesting that even in the trans community, like if you want to become a man, you still have more like <laughs> rights essentially than wow. someone who wants to become a female. David just realized male privilege, Krista. <laughs> gender gender stereotypes go You're welcome, Krista. <laughs> gender stereotypes and, and privilege goes beyond what you're born with to what you actually want to become. Absolutely. So Sadly turn- enough, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, sadly enough. Women turning into men have more rights than that's... Well, yeah, because they're they're becoming a man who already has the upper hand. And then you flex a bit. (laughs) Yeah, sadly. That is crazy. Sadly. And that right there, I tease, but that right there is one of the big things that needs to change. Not just for trans women, but for all women, cis women included. It needs to change because that right there is not equal. Yeah. It's it's weird, even in like the accepting of new cultures, we still bring some of our old prejudices to that table. Sadly, yeah. Sadly, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're, it's, you're it, becoming a man now, huh? Well, welcome to the club. Pet, yeah. pet, pet. Here's kind some of, more kind rights. of. Well, and that right there is actually one of the reasons why the bathroom uh, laws are not <laughs> going to make it. Because the moment that one of those macho men guys is standing outside the ladies' restroom waiting for his very feminine lady to come out after pottering her nose, and out walks this very butch masculine man. You know, beard from here to nowhere, you know, like ZZ Top walks out of the female bathroom, (laughs) that straight heterosexual guy that's waiting for his his lady or wife or whoever to come out of the bathroom is going to start stepping up and say, why are you in there? Yeah, (laughs) because they forget about trans men. That that is. I don't know that that it's a real weird it's it's like having a car that runs like on water vapor, but like the tires are made out of stone. It's like something from the old world and something from the new world that you're trying to smash together in like this stupid like way. just go go yeah. ahead, like go all the way forward. Actually, uh, t- today, Springsteen and it uh, announced that he wasn't going to be in North Carolina. I heard that. Yeah, there are actually a number of uh, businesses and individuals that are refusing to do business with North Carolina of any fashion because of that. Uh, uh, law bill that that uh, is is happening at this point in our culture society right now, depending upon when you were listening to this. Yeah, yeah I feel uh, like did you see the awful governor's response? Ooh, tell me. Bruce Springsteen. Uh, he said Bruce Springsteen's not coming here because he's a bully, but uh, <laughs> Justin Bieber's coming here because he's cool. Yeah, I feel like that's the only moral thing to do. Like if you go to a place that that like lynches people for being a different sex. Uh, race, creed, whatever, and you don't show up like that's that's like you're obligated to do that yeah. as a human, I believe. Yeah. As a as a moral person. Right. Like, right. Exactly. Ugh. Exactly. So only time will tell. But uh, I lost our train of thought. Uh, normalcy is ultimately the goal. Normalcy where no matter what a person looks like, however a person looks you know, as long as they're not too out of place, leave them alone. Leave them yeah, alone. Exactly. I mean, I mean, if if there well, is a very feminine-looking like man, leave him alone. If there's a very masculine-looking woman, leave her alone. Treat her as you would treat anyone. Yeah, like going out of your way you to go. make someone else's life shitty. Like, who is that? Like, you're burning calories to, for something that doesn't need to be done, and that just like, hey, world. 
uh, this is a memo from me to you. I'm an asshole. So you're right. saying if I go David persecute is. some people, I'll burn some calories? Yeah. Oh, fucking unbelievable. <laughs> David, David is an asshole, so. <laughs> well, you said it. I didn't. <laughs> we were all thinking it. Uh, well, I, I thought he was going to say, I'm an asshole, but I accept everybody. So why don't you? Sure. He might. He might. Uh, but, uh, oh, back to back to male privilege. Yeah, male privilege oh. Oh boy. Is, is, is a thing that, well, right now is really becoming more aware. People are yeah. being more aware of it. And it's still got a long way to go. Still got a I, long I, way to go. I do have it, and I, I quite enjoy it, quite honestly, but... Well, yeah, like when you're when you're in the castle looking out on the unwashed masses, like and you you, you feel like you're above them all. Of course. Well, but no, like, I don't. I don't feel like I'm above them well, all. No, but I do but, enjoy the male privilege. Yeah, thing. but culturally, we as white males have been put on a pedestal, and even if you don't acknowledge it or identify with it, it's still there culturally. Yeah. Like yeah, you can't yeah. turn that off. No, but there's well, there's still so many cultures where it is a very prominent thing. Uh, Latin American, uh, uh, certain Asian, and uh, 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 crap. What's look? That? We're looking uh, at a lot Orient. of cultures. I mean, there's a lot of cultures where it is just part of the culture. Yeah, and it's going to be hard to get away from. I mean, that's one of the reasons why people come to America. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Trunks here, kind of. Trunk as a woman. What? Andy, <laughs> rein it in. For the love of God, rein it in. <laughs> yeah, but uh, tr- speaking about Troom, he was telling me, like, uh, even, like, his mom told him, and I, he's never going to tell a story, mm-hmm. but, like, remember when your mom told you that a woman doesn't have the right brain for science and math? Yeah. That's, that's today. Like, what's yeah. happening today? Wow. Yeah, yeah like, because, was like, usually the- when I was in, back in middle school, and, like, uh, me and one girl would be like competed for like the f- the f- first rank in class, and like I would usually win. And then my mom would say that, yeah, it's kind of uh, just a normal thing because you yeah. are a boy. So and that culture yeah. built that like a woman is saying that about other women. Yeah, yeah. Is it wow. is it, is it like that wow. old school? Uh, "Quote unquote science," where they like examined the skull and oh, like phrenology? how different parts the of the phrenology brain. Yeah, he just said it was very sad. <laughs> yeah, like that's the thing. Like when he told me, yeah. that, I was like, I can't wow. believe that. Yeah, that... that's the thing, though. Like I, I, I don't even understand it. Yeah, myself. and there are like, but that was how America was, uh, as little as what? thirty years ago. D- David, that's it's good to it see the, the newer generation ago. of even yeah. Vietnamese. Not not this. Oh God! Even other cultures see that the uh, that everybody's equal. Yeah, they're getting there slowly. Slowly, slowly. Yeah. No, we're the gates have have been flung open in the world in the realm of transgender. The gates have been flung open, and we're starting to pop up everywhere. You might say, and that's with you know as as big as Caitlin and Laverne Cox and all the other you know prominent advocates. For every one of those, there are at least oh I don't know say twenty maybe people who run blogs, people who write articles for different, you know, online uh, publications, people who do their own thing, like my podcast or a video blog or something like that. And so that information is also out there and it's not stopping. It's, it's, it's increasing all the time. For example, when I started this in October of 2014, 
there were, I think, about 10 or 12 transgender podcasts on iTunes. I searched transgender because I was like, all right, let's see what my competition's going to be. And I already listened <laughs> Get them out to of there. Well, take them down. Take them down, exactly. Well, I already listened to a couple of them, so I already was familiar with a couple of them. And some others I hadn't been. And when I first looked, they were all pod faded. They hadn't been published for, uh, I think, the shortest amount of time was a year, three years on on another one. And I'm like, what the hell? All right, fine. Let's just give a listen to, like, the last couple episodes, see what happens. And, you know, they just fade away. No, no, no indication that they're going to stop. And so I'm like, all right, that's cool. So really there was only about three, four, maybe, transgender podcasts on iTunes uh, at the time I started my show. So I'm like, all right, great. I'm, I'm hitting right at the prime because, you know, people are going to be looking for shows because it's, you know, the topic's hot. I'll start now. And I just looked on iTunes. I think it was, oh, I don't know, somewhere in the last month. And now you search transgender and I lost count. I think there's 20 something podcasts well, that popped up well, with transgender. Yeah, some were just, some were just episodes that covered a transgender topic. Some were full-on shows that kind of came and went already in the in the year and change that I've been doing mine. Some just started, and so so in just that year and a half or year and you know th- almost three quarters, the information that's now available when you type the word transgender in a search engine is vast. Well, and that brings up a, an interesting question that I've never even considered before. So, um. Every group has, you know, their advocates and, and to, to put it in terms that, you know, are relatable to most people, like as a white male, like if someone is speaking out as a white male and they're in the clan, I obviously don't agree with them because they have a very radical opinion of what it is to be that. So my question is, have you come across any advocates for LGBT, uh, that you, don't agree with like because like let's say me and trump he's speaking out for you know america but i don't agree with what he's saying so have you come across any transgendered source where you're like they are getting it wrong from your point of view like a transgender extremist or something yeah (laughs) they exist everybody will be transgender (laughs) Uh, they exist i've heard of them i can't think of any names right now because i am one of those non-political people I get so worked up when I put the time and energy into following or or reading about or whatever political thing it is that I I just I I, I, it takes over my body. I lose sleep. I, I worry about it too much. I get so worked up that I have learned to just skim the top. What really matters? Okay, so like there hasn't been a figure that stands out where you're like this person is portraying us in a poor light and I wish they would stop. Uh well in that sense portraying us in a poor light could mean also you know actors or people that you know portray trans people in movies and television uh i i am so behind on my own personal entertainment that i haven't seen a lot of the transgender shows right now i i've, I've said this in my show before i just don't have the time to keep up on it are there a lot of uh, transgender uh, shows i There's heard that transparent on amazon yeah There's, that one i heard a lot about the transparent I, I heard is, that benedict cumberbatch wasn't great in zoolander 2 oh. I I have not heard that. Uh, there's uh, also uh, Orange is the New Black over on Netflix. Ooh, oh, yeah. you, get, you get to see Donna's boobs. Does that, <laughs> Andy? Come on, man. 
D- d- now, is is there? I because I tried to watch Orange Is the New Black, but I couldn't get into it. And I didn't realize that there was a transgender character on there. Yeah, Laverne Cox plays a, a trans character on that. I haven't had a chance to watch it, so I can't give you any you know information about it. Uh, yeah, here, obviously, you know laugh. about it in the first season. So if you mm. if you if you're able to yeah. get through the first season, you'll learn everybody's story. At least that's what what I've been told. Yeah. So, but there's but that more... is interesting. I had no idea. Yeah. yeah well, see, there you go. <laughs> a lot of people don't have any idea because they're just not aware of it. The flag hasn't you know the moment you say don't see a white van the next time you're out in the world you're going to see a white van and think damn we talked about that on the podcast right because i just mentioned it the same thing is with trans awareness the more people know about it the more it'll start permeating everywhere uh i mean i get just because i'm you know i got it as a search term my news feed is filled with trans quote-unquote news uh, again, I don't get too deep into it because, like I said, I, get, I just get so worked up into it that it starts to really affect me. Mm-hmm. So I skim the top. As far as not liking anybody portraying us in the movies and films, I haven't had a chance to see anything. I can't comment on that. As far as, like, an icon out there in the world, from the little bit I know about Caitlyn Jenner, uh, when she yeah. first came out, when she first came out and did that whole process, I thought she handled it very well. And then from snippets, literal snippets that I've seen here and there, I, I don't know if she's handling it quite as I was hoping she would. So well, that's about as close as I can say. Yeah, unfortunately, that's also looped in there. Um, well, here, like, and I realize that that's a ratings thing. I realize it's all about ratings and putting money in people's pockets for advertisement and all that bullshit. I get that. But... You're, there comes a point when you have to say, all right, you know, you can't sacrifice certain things. Yeah. And so another idea is like, okay, so you've got, you know, the public at large, and I'm sure you've come across people saying, you know, because uh, being in the majority, you always hear people saying, oh, you know, I'm not a racist. Why do I have to hear about uh, race relations or gender politics. You're like, Oh, like this doesn't affect me, but that's the thing. Like when you're in the ruling class, essentially, you know, all there is to know about that. And so when, when there's someone coming in from a different perspective, they have to, to, to shout loudly to get a fair share of the action. And, and like people who are like, Oh, I've had enough of hearing about this. Yeah, I get it. But there's for every one person who's like, yeah, I get it. There's another 100 and some odd million people who that are just don't. like, oh, I don't understand. And it's gross. The end. Like- right. Exactly. The closed minded people. It's 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 going to take a step. It's going to take a lot of steps to get to where it needs to be. But the same thing is true for civil rights, women's rights, yeah. uh, gay, lesbian uh, awareness and acceptance uh, and pride, as it's you know uh, been coined, it, it, we're we're only in the beginning of it. We're we're very very much so in the beginning of it, and that, that's one of the reasons I put the show together. I, I said, you know, another story out there is not going to be a bad thing. Uh, and I'd I'm like going to say, I'm give it my flair. Basically, when somebody is being shouted down, you need to shout with them. Yeah. I, uh, for the most part, yes. You, you need to you need to be the voice to to help the disenfranchised. Essentially, yeah. Thank you, David. I'll take it. Okay, that sounds good. Because <laughs> I mean, starting out as the underdog, essentially, you know, the, everybody's on you. 
yeah, and, and and only it can only help. Even if I feel like even if someone out there were a shitty advocate for your cause, no matter what your cause is, they're at least drawing attention so that maybe someone will be like, "Oh, this person's an idiot," and they'll do a little research and find out, "Oh, the movement isn't stupid. It's just this idiot who doesn't understand it." So uh, you, you yeah, know, you it's, hope that you hope it's that. that saying no. You really do. It's it's that saying no press is bad press. It's drawing eyeballs to your cause, and a certain percentage of those eyeballs are going to look past the veneer of you know, and and go beyond to be like, okay, I get this now. It's not just some annoying person that that shows up every once in a while. It's this whole big thing that this person is representing in a less than satisfactory uh, fashion. Yeah, equitable light. Right, right. I mean, you, I, you hope that somebody's smart enough to realize that when they see somebody, whoever it may be, making an ass of themselves, that they would do some research and realize that not everybody that falls in that classification is an asshole. Right. But unfortunately, there are still people that loop everybody into thinking that everybody that's like that is yeah. an asshole. And yeah. and that's that's that sadly what happens is you hear about the stories of the trans women specifically that have to live on the street because they don't have anywhere else to go. Family won't accept them. Friends won't accept them. Uh, or there's something else getting in their way, whatever that may be, uh, you know, illegal drugs. I mean, there's lots of different reasons as to why somebody lives on the street. But there are a lot of trans women that live on the street, and so they do what they can to make ends meet, and unfortunately, they may be brutalized or raped oh, or gosh. or get some, yeah. I mean, so many different things out there. I mean, up to the worst in the sense of losing their lives. Those are the stories that get attention right now mm-hmm. because somebody's losing their life. Somebody's living on the street and losing their life. Mm-hmm. So the the idiot will see that and think, oh, well, all trans people live on the street and, you know, doing drugs and, you know, sleeping with people and whatever yeah. and blah, 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 blah. And that's not the case at all because I guarantee with the way that the population is, and I cannot remember the percentage, you know, like one in a thousand or one in 3,000. I'm drawing a blank on that right now. But whatever that percentage is, there's a good chance that you in your life have crossed paths with a trans person and you did not know because Absolutely. they're already living their life as it is. They don't, they're, they're quote unquote passing. They're living their life genuinely that no one questions their confidence or inner person as their outer person. Isn't that the goal? Yes. That's ultimately the goal. That is ultimately no, well, well, the goal. But it's, it, I suppose the goal is not to pass, but to just be accepted. Accepted, yes. Let's let's clarify since we just went through a lot of things. To be accepted as who you are, no matter how you look. There you go. Yeah, and and Man. to liken it, I this sort of Got hits it. close to home because. So, like, I'm an atheist, and a, a <gasps> lot of a lot of <laughs> shocking, a lot of atheist advocates are annoying and crazy, and so yeah. you can. There's a lot of times I just don't bring it up to people because you say, oh, well, you know, isn't Jesus great? And you say, oh, I'm an atheist. You see their eyes widen and they think, oh, you're a fucking nut the guy again. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't yeah. want to get lumped in with all those, the, all the people that put it in a bad light. Right, yeah, or it, the serial killer that stated he was atheist. Yeah, yeah and, and you get lumped him. in immediately with the worst possible instance of that thing that the person you're talking to has ever experienced. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's that's how it goes with so many like subcultures and different types of people is you you remember the bad ones unfortunately. Yeah. Sadly. Sadly, exactly, sadly. So 
So I forgot how we got off on this tangent, but that's okay. <laughs> but my, pod, my podcast is all about stream of consciousness. So one subject to the next is one subject to the next is all good. That's, that's the flow on my show. But uh, no, the awareness, ultimately, uh, awareness and acceptance and realize that there are people that are not going to fit into the quote-unquote male or quote-unquote female idea that people have that people are going to blend the two however they're going to blend the two whether it's whether it's a a very effeminate uh gay male you know and identifies as a gay male but dresses in women's clothes and has a beard Mm -hmm. that's that's their identity that's their identity wants to be known as he wants to go by whatever the name is kevin you know fill in the blank it doesn't matter a name is a name philip uh, philip okay and and then you know is how he is in dresses all the time all right fine cool be yourself yeah, hope, in, in hope a, your legs stay warm in a perfect society you you would just be able to get up in front of the nation the world the whatever and be like hey check it out here's what's happening now People like vanilla ice cream, right? And everyone goes, woo. And he's like, people like chocolate ice cream, right? And they go, yeah. And they go, when you go and get a swirl cone, do you hate it? No. It's fucking, it's still good. So there's, it's, there's a little bit of something from everything in somebody. So the fact that you're like, if it's not vanilla, fuck it. And, and once you tell people that, they'd be like, oh yeah, I get it now. Like people are like ice cream. It's all good. I actually like your analogy, David. Yeah, that, a good that, analogy. That works out pretty well. That works out pretty well. Except I don't like vanilla ice cream alone. I like it with something. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, but see, and then and then you throw sprinkles and crushed up Oreos and shit on it, yeah, and you're uh, like, "There's something for everybody." There like, you but go. No one, there there's no go. one out there who says ice cream can't fucking stand it. Yeah, but like, there's everyone... all sorts of people that get up in arms about. Uh... Sports teams and movies and TV shows they like. You don't like this show? Man, you are crazy. How yeah, dare we're you? about ice cream. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not like more ridiculous things haven't happened daily. Yeah. And, and it should it should be where you're like, oh, yeah, we all like ice cream. Everyone's great. But instead, it's like, oh, you like bubblegum ice cream? Well, then you're an idiot. And they just you get, get written off. I would much rather people argue about the television shows that they like than the gender of a sure. specific person. Yeah, yeah, that would make a better that would make a better conversation than worrying about how somebody identifies. You like The Walking Dead? F you, but the other guy is, is you know, transgender and he's just there. It's and you know whatever. That's that's pretty much because everything else that I had outstanding as an inquiry, you know, over the year plus whatever the nebulous time is, right. um, All of them have, have sort of been answered in in the course of you know, our relationship. So it's, and that's part of the journey. Actually, that's part of the journey in coming out and identifying as yourself and facing yourself, realizing your strengths, your weaknesses and being the better you. And the same is true with the people around you to go back to that stone in the water. Yeah. Like your knee jerk reaction is to blurt out a bunch of, uh, borderline offensive questions. But (laughs) if you, is it, if you spend time with that person, it'll all come out in the wash anyway. You'll learn what you need to learn. And, and and it's just like everybody else. Like people have parts of their life they want to keep private. So you just you be their friend and you find out what you need to find out. And then the story is written. Right. Damn straight. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Krista, did you have any? Um, the only question that I was going to ask was about, you know, any interventions that you went through. But David already asked and... I got my answer. 
Good so job, David. <laughs> Nailed took it. the Thank question right that. away. Hey, I'm not going to apologize for being a great interviewer. Whatever. <laughs> you, you and your wife are so much in sync that you ask the questions that she wants to know. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Right? That is pretty amazing. <laughs> no, it's, it's actually a good, it's actually a good uh, uh, thing because it shows you're on the same wavelength. Same way yeah. of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy. Uh, I do have a question. If a guy hits on you while you are dressed as a woman, do you ad- do you admit that you're a guy? That depends on the circumstances and the time frame and the moment in time and what it's all about. I get that. Uh, it was just something I was wondering. Like, and it's not. It wouldn't be admitting that I was a guy. Well, no. um, what it would be. I mean, genetically male. Well, and not even. I wouldn't even go that far. I wouldn't even go that far. Uh, the best answer in a situation like that for me, because let's assume it's a situation like I'm, I'm at a bar with friends and this guy keeps coming up hitting on me and us or what have you, right? Well, let's uh, say it's just you. If it's well, I wouldn't be sitting in a bar alone. <laughs> That's, I mean, I'm not. I'm not a fucking drunk. Well, no, he's just hitting on you. Okay. Oh, he's just okay. Fine. Uh, in a case like that, because I'm usually not alone. In a case like that, I would I lean towards saying I'm a lesbian because that's you know yeah. my preference is women, so hey, you know sure. that, that makes an, sense. It's an easy way to let them off and push them aside and say thank you, but no thank you because you're barking up the wrong tree and it's not a lie. You know, and and even well, and it's question. not outing myself either. Yeah, and everything aside, it like it feels great to be hit on. No matter who is doing it, even if you're like, eh, that's gross, you're still like, ah, yeah, that's a little boost to your ego, though, right? <laughs> totally pops in Everybody likes being flexes. complimented. Yeah, like when gay guys hit on me, I'm not like, oh, gross. I'm like, oh, thanks. That's, well, I, I, I just want to know how you handle it. A feather in your cap. Right, right. Well, it's, it's, it's a, like it's a matter of the situation. For, for example, there was uh, a time I ran into the closest convenience store that is also a gas station to purchase some gas to head off to wherever I was going that evening or afternoon or whatever it was. And I was, I was in femme self mode. I was expressing feminine. And now, mind you, I frequent this location in both identities. Yes. And so the employees are not that vast. They've seen me both ways. <laughs> well, this one, this one time was just trying to start a conversation, asking questions. <laughs> what you doing? How you doing? How's your day? How's your night? Blah, 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 blah. But yet wouldn't speak to me when I was presenting mail. I mean, just the simple here. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it was huh. it was quite quite the I don't want to say awakening, but it was quite the way of just like, oh, all right, there's huh. one way how being treated is different. Yeah, that is interesting cuz like you get to see both sides of that coin. Like I can like no one on the street will ever confuse me with like a black male. Like so I don't know how that is. So what? that's a world well, they wouldn't that... confuse me with a black male either. Well, no, like what I'm saying is like what you're both not black. <laughs> spoiler alert but like like analogous to that like no one will ever confuse me for another gender or race whereas you get to see both sides of the coin you get to see both genders and how they interact which is you know a huge like that's that's like having both of your eyes when before you only had one like you you get to see two different completely separate worlds even though you're in the same exact body and and planet yeah it's kind of like a sam beckett moment 
it's that I can't like that's so crazy. Like to have to be treated completely differently, even though you're the same person, it must be I, it would be jarring to me. I, I can't imagine what it's like when you're trying to transition and seeing how you're treated as a male and as a female. Oh yeah. It's like big difference, big difference. That's, that was my, I, I mean, I just like yourself had heard about male privilege, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, not really experienced it. Not, hadn't mm-hmm. really known it. And then I came out and started living as a woman in the beginning and then, you know, saw it, felt it, experienced it and went, Wow. That's even more so than I would huh. ever expect. Yeah, as as we mentioned, I believe it was earlier in your show. Uh, it's there, no matter how we fight it. I mean, it's yeah. it's a constant battle, and it's it's almost a silent enemy. Yeah, white privilege is culturally reinforced, so you don't even realize it. Like if you grow up. And a not castle. even just white male or not even white well, yeah, privilege, just male, male privilege. Male privilege. Yeah. But, so like if you grow up in a castle and they're treated a certain way, when you leave those walls and are, you know, treated like everybody else, you're like, what the fuck, man? Like, don't you know who I am? I'm a dude. <laughs> kind of like, like that. Kind of. I have a penis. Damn huge, you. huge culture shock. I imagine. It, it is. It is a culture shock. It is. It's also a, a, a weird form of acceptance. Um, it, uh, it's a compliment in, in, of, of sorts when, well, let's, let's take your wedding. For example, the wedding day is meant to be, you know, the bride and the groom look the best they could ever possibly look for that particular moment in time. That's just the nature of the beast when it comes to that. So I'm sure, I'm, (laughs) so I'm sure, I mean, when you do the whole wedding thing, I'm not talking about, you know, eloping or something, you know, simple like that. I'm talking about a wedding that takes, you know, some time to plan Mm -hmm. and invitations are sent out and everybody's been planning and expecting this thing for, you know, a good number of months, that sort of wedding. You're looking your best. And you get complimented. Wow, you look great. Good looking. Hey, oh, you're beautiful. Oh, I love the hair. Oh, I love the this. And oh, hey, that's a great looking, uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Um, <sighs> vest, you know, tie, cummerbund, pants, oh, shoes, whatever it is. And both the bride, are great. cufflinks, studs, etc. all of that is, is part of it. Uh, and the, and the bride gets, gets, she'll get more of it because that's again, how society is, you know, the dress and the hair and the nails and the jewelry and the makeup and the, this and the, the that and the, all that stuff. Well, you're being complimented so much that it just reaffirms how wonderful you feel about that moment in time. So there is an aspect of that to it as well, especially in the beginning or especially for someone like myself who does go between the two. When that happens, it's a confirmation of, yes, you are accepting me as I am presenting right now. Thank you very much. Uh, In that situation of that gas station attendant. But in the sense of somebody at the bar, it's like, no, I don't need to associate with you at that level, at that frequency. So I'm going to say something that's not that's going to be good for everybody all around without outing myself. I'm just going to call myself a lesbian and be done. And if he's a jerk after that, then you call security and the bouncer takes him away. Yeah, oh, yeah there you go. <laughs> well, it depends on the bar, I suppose. Uh, yeah, that's true. Sometimes you just have to leave, but... Sometimes it's um, just a dive. Yeah, yeah, and usually the bartender is the one that takes care of those places. 
Yeah, that is. But, but that's but, the that's the best way I can say that that feeling of of confidence is is when you're getting reassured and complimented on what you're striving for, and it takes away all the negative thoughts of Am I passing? Am I presenting okay? Is my hair okay? Is my arm? Is my makeup okay? Is are my nails chipped? Is it, you know is this shirt fitting right? Is this you know blouse or skirt or you know shoes or whatever? It takes your that because obviously the somebody that's complimenting or trying to hit on or whatever you want to say is accepting of what's being presented. Yeah, that's an interesting view. Well, I, I'm trying to I try to I try to make the playing field level so everybody can understand what my process has been. That's that's kind of the goal of the show. Right. It's interesting. Thank you. All right. Oh, there's what Adam and Trump, or not Trump? Trump. <laughs> no, not Trump. Thank God Trump. he's not here. Adam and Trump. I'd, yes, yes. In the larger cities uh, throughout America, there are LGBT centers. Uh, if you do, uh, you know, LGBT center in your local city, your big city where you are, you, you hopefully you'll find at least some information about something that's there. It may just be a hole in the wall place, you know, in a business office downtown somewhere, but that's still your LGBT contact information a- area where you can get, you know, information about social events, information about um, identity events, and and you know, coming to terms with things, dealing with things, you know, whatever resources may be needed there. So it's Ours it's like an, an actual office. Bi- like somebody's yes. manning a front desk at this place. Well, at our center here in San Diego, it is uh, one of the uh, bigger centers in America. I don't remember where what number it falls on, but it's uh, within the top ten of of America, if I remember correctly. And yes, there are volunteers who run the front desk. There are volunteers who run discussion groups. There are volunteers who are. Uh, therapists. There are volunteers who do other services for the community. It's part of where Pride is put together because we have a Pride weekend here in the summer. Uh, other events like Pride, but only on a smaller scale, are also you know stemmed through that building. Even if it's just uh, a volunteer that is you know a coordinator or something, and so it's a very prominent place within the LGBT community. Uh, uh, in most cities, uh, New York, San Francisco, L.A., San Diego. So like I said, if, in, if your largest, closest city should have some sort of resource, no matter where you are. There is one here, Adam. I just, oh, really? Just looked it up. Right. But if you're never going to need it, how would you know? Well, I suppose. It's true. It's true. If, if, if Adam never had a, had a need or desire to you know, find out more information about the LGBT community, he'd never know that there is a center or, you know, ability, building, office, what have you, in your local city. And now I know just where to go. Exactly. And (laughs) if somebody comes out to you at work, you can say, have you been to the LGBT center? I don't know if they're going to let me like hand out pamphlets and stuff where I work. No, 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 no. Just say to them, you know, somebody comes up to you and says, hey, I want to, I wanted to let you know I'm gay. You can say to them, that's great. Did you go to the LGBT center? Good on you. And it just looks like you're one step ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, okay. you can confuse them in advance. They're like, how did you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. What sorcery is this? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we're, we're starting to get down to the uh, end around here um, oh. where I asked the uh, uh, Bernard Provo questions, which were made famous by the uh, – 
Inside the Actor's Studio with James Lipton. Ten in-depth questions that you, you say the first thing that comes to your mind, and we leave it at that. Now, there are technically five of you and, and ten questions. So, conceivably... People should get two questions each, but we're not going to say who's doing what. I'm just going to kind of go around. David's probably going to get like eight. <laughs> uh, yeah, eight out of ten. Yeah, we'll see. He's just so handsome. You know, so we're just going to go around, and we're going to we're going to start. Unless there were any last minute questions, thoughts, things you want no, to I'm say thinking. before we dive into that. No, I'm good to go. I'm I'm excited about these. I'm All right. a little nervous. Oh, <laughs> posh. Don't worry about it. All right. I'm have to look so up we're going to start Zing with words. David. David David gets the first one. Nice. David, what is your favorite word? My favorite like one. word. Not now, Adam. I have an answer. Uh Triskaidekaphobia. Uh I don't know. That's the thing. When I was I know what it was when I was a kid. I don't know if I have one now, but when I was a kid, I loved the word toad. Toad. Yeah. All right. It's a good word. I, toad. All right. Toad is good. Toad Maybe is good. Amphibious. Maybe now it's dinosaur. There you go. Okay. All right. All right. Can I say my favorite word? Sure. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Sesquipedalian. Oh yeah. Triskaidekaphobia. It's uh. It means uh. Uh. uh relating to or having many syllables. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm educated now. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna jump to uh, Krista. Okay. What is your least favorite word? <laughs> oh, I know what it is. <laughs> I think we all know already. I, uh, I'll say my. Oh, I don't want to say it, so I'll say my second least favorite is moist. I want to know what it is. I don't know if I know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just can't say it. The c um, word that friend. rhymes with yeah. the football term punt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, I get it. Yep. I get it. it. That's okay. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, Andy here. Uh, what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? I'm not, uh, creatively. Spiritually or emotionally, you've got three choices. Uh, I I really like uh, uh, the Hindu myths. Those are fun. Uh, like that, you can, you can kind of go from there and uh, make any story you want. Quite honestly. All right. I'm glad I didn't get that question because I don't know how to answer. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so so let's let's go for a real curveball. Oh um, boy. <laughs> well, no, we'll say. Uh, Trun. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. What, turn, <laughs> what turns you off creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? Oh, turns me off. The idea of, like, any person who is too religious talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. I love you, Trun. <laughs> Okay, that's a great one. I'll accept that. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so I guess the last one goes to uh, Adam over there. Right over here. <clears throat> what is your favorite curse word? <laughs> Don't say the C word. <laughs> Out of spite, he probably would. Um, what? The taint. I don't like that one. You don't like taint? No. Um, I don't know. The one, like, you, I, the one you say when you curse. The first one that comes to your mind when you curse. Like, if I'm frustrated with something, usually the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'll accept it. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a piss. All right. So okay. now we're back to Dave. 
Okay. What sound or noise do you love? Uh, I love the sound of a jazz or funk bass guitar. Ooh. Oh, I nice one. List, like, my favorite song to listen to right now is uh, Ants Go Marching by Dave Matthews. Mm-hmm. How do you okay. write it to make it sound like that? I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, like that bass line is right in my wheelhouse at this point. I'll have to agree with David on it's that. It's a good one. All right. All right. Cool. All right. So next would be Krista. What yes. sound or noise do you hate? Chewing. What? <laughs> okay. Chewing. chewing. <laughs> I hate the sound of chewing. <laughs> there's enough kind of kinds of chewing out there that there's probably one that you like. Other well, it's chewing. open mouth, slack jawed <laughs> chewing, right, Krista? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Andy. What profession, other than your own, would you like to attempt? Oh, graphic design. If I, I wish I could be an artist. Okay. And I'm just not. <laughs> I, I attempted it at one point, and I found out quickly I'm not. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Now, this one, next one goes to Trome again. Okay. What profession <laughs> would you not like to do? Fluffer. A lot, I would say, but mostly in, like, anything do with money. Hmm. I don't want to, like, investment and stuff. Like you want to be a banker? Or no. <laughs> Didn't you watch Wolf of Wall Street? I know I don't want to do invest stuff after that. No, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't watch it. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. That's a fair answer. I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to be responsible for money either. All right. Number 10, the last question. Goes the most to important Adam. one, some might say. So, yeah. You're Ooh. right. You're right. There's two, there's two most important name? ones. Question number five, which you also answered, and this oh, one. <laughs> if heaven exists... What would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Welcome to heaven, you ginger fuck. <laughs> Andy, remember that your questions are yours and everyone else's are theirs. <laughs> That's right. That's Raise right. your hand if you have something Jesus to say. Jesus H. Christ. Um, I don't know. It'd be cool if he said something like laid back, like, hey, nice job down there, bro. And, <laughs> and, and then he gave me the fist bump. He's fist bumping, not high fives? <laughs> no, a high five would be better. A fist bump is... That's a little more on the DL, but a high five, that's that's like that's open ended like, exuberance. So so a fist bump is like you did okay, but a high five is like you did it great. It depends on how laid back he is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. That's a good answer. That's a great answer. Wow, this has been an extraordinary day. Yeah, like this this is like a whole day worth of work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was at work right before this. Yeah. Right. And you walked in on it. You walked in on it and yeah. it's been Adam great to have you. Me. Adam's pulling a double. That's okay. Well, everybody is. This is my graveyard shift. Oh, I see. All right. Well, fair enough. All right. Well, hey, let people know how to find your show on the internet. Well, you know, if you want to, well, we're at uh, fistfulpodcast.com. That's the regular website. But no one goes to the website. They go through, uh, you know, like Stitcher we're on, iTunes we're on, like all the little weird third party, like Podcast Alley and stuff. You can find us anywhere good podcasts are sold. Uh, of course, we're on Twitter at FFOP Radio and Facebook. Right on, right on. And uh, now that we're getting ready to sign off, uh, there's no big formal sign off. I didn't think of anything. I didn't think we should do anything because I'm just, you know, stupid that way. But it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, it is. <laughs> let's start with let's start with Trum. Uh, say your goodbyes. 
Uh, bye. <laughs> All right, Adam. We've never had a bye from Trung. That's weird. Yeah, we've come full circle with Trung. <laughs> Adam. Uh, I'll see you guys later. Uh, Krista. Uh, thanks for having me, and I'll see you later. Andy. Uh, well, bye. You almost turned into Ronald Reagan. Yeah, that almost was very Reagan-esque. Hi, I'm Ronald Reagan. <laughs> this is goodbye. <laughs> and finally, Dave. Uh, if uh, life has taught me nothing else, it's that I'm an attention whore. So anytime you guys want to lavish me with it, I'm here. That's why your goodbye is the longest. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> if I could sum up my life in, <laughs> in a short paragraph, I guess what no, I would no, say. No, 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 no. Stop him. <laughs> no, yeah. I like. Uh, thank, thanks for having us on. Uh, super appreciated. It's always good to uh, see life from different vantage points. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And we'll we'll figure out another time. We'll do this again. Oh, I look forward to it. Absolutely. All right. So there you have it. There is my conversation with FFOP Radio. Dave, Andy, Adam, Krista, Trun, thank you all so, so very much for an awesome, awesome podcasting afternoon. I mean, the marathon we had that day, it was incredible. And thank you again for being on my show. Now we're going to come to the end of episode 87. Thank you again to my wonderful guests. I really appreciate you being here, FFOP Radio. Next episode is a bonus episode. It's going to come out on Monday, Monday the 23rd. It's just three days from now. And it's going to be called 87 and a half because I'm going to take their episode number 306, the one that I guested on, the one that I recorded before what you just heard. You know, the first part of the conversation, which was about two hours. I'm going to put that as a bonus episode so you can hear and experience FFOP Radio for yourself. So check that out Monday the 23rd. And then our regular episode number 88 going to come out in a week from today, the 27th. Uh, That episode is Parenting While Trans Year 2. We're going to revisit episode 36 from last year. Just what it's been like being a trans parent. I'm always looking for guests. I'm always looking for topics. Send them my way. Send them to me. Changes in Latitudes podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to check out changes in Latitudes podcast.blogspot.com. Why? Our Amazon affiliate link. When you do your shopping from Amazon, go to my blog spot Click the Amazon banner, even on your mobile device. It takes you right to the Amazon app. And pennies on the dollar come back to help out the show. And now, as Jimmy Buffett says, if I couldn't laugh, I just would go insane. If we couldn't laugh, we just would go insane. If we weren't all crazy, we would go insane. Stay crazy, everyone. Take care of yourself. Take care of somebody else. And I'll see you, well, Monday, 
and then next week. You've been listening to Changes in Latitudes, a transgender experience. I'd love to hear from you. So let me know what you think or what you'd like to hear about by emailing me at changesinlatitudespodcast at gmail.com or by leaving a comment on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash changesinlatitudespodcast or at the website changesinlatitudespodcast.blogspot.com. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and please leave us reviews and star ratings. Now, wait for it. Here it comes. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. Disclaimer time. I am not a doctor nor a lawyer, and I certainly do not pretend to be one. I am a trans woman who began her transition later in life. I am here to discuss my life, so I take no responsibility for your decisions based on my personal thoughts and experiences. If you are thinking about transition or are questioning your gender identity, first, please know that you are not alone in your thoughts and questions. Second, please seek the advice of a qualified gender therapist or at the very least a local support group. If you're having difficulty finding a qualified professional in your area, I suggest reaching out to the closest LGBT center near you. And lastly, please remember, always question the source when researching information on the internet. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permission from the host. Copyright 2016 by me, Charlie Sabrina Miller. Thanks for listening. And now it's time for the outtakes. Let's take uh, just a brief moment for for a second. I got to do something here for my kid. Sure. So I'll be back in like, I don't know, hopefully less than five minutes. Okay. Oh, good. Because that to be. Go figure. Go figure. Hi, Dave. Hey. How's it going on Charlie Miller podcast? Fuck, man. <laughs> it sounds like you're having a stroke over there, Andy. You might want to rein it in just a tad. Cool, cool it on drinking for a little while. <laughs> What's going on? Ah. <laughs> you're, we're lo- you're, you see, you sort of, sort of sound insane. I texted Froom and I was like, uh, Andy sounds a little drunk. <laughs> yeah, you were getting a little belligerent there for a bit. Oh. We're not off the rails, but we're leaning heavily to one side. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're on two wheels. <laughs> Sharp turn. <laughs> we're old prospectors in the old west, and we need to get gold. It's like we're on one of those dynamic motion theater <laughs> You guys ever been in a gold mine? <laughs> Devil's Mouth Canyon. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, what were you reaching for over here? Uh, another pack. Another pack? Andy, you're like an addict right now. <laughs> Imagine how, like, th- all this audio is being captured day. by Charlie, so... He's gonna hear it later. Yeah, she, he, they're gonna... Gotta go through this and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> they say about me while I was gone. Cutting room floor, all of this. Yeah, he has an actual cutting room floor. He does? Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> That's the end. Thanks for listening. Now remember this.